Good morning. This is Long Island Morning Edition on 88.3 WLIW-FM, heard in Western Suffolk on 96.9 FM. I'm Michael Mackey. In Suffolk County, the Miller Place and Rocky Point school districts have suspended their requirements that students who have childhood vaccination records from a pediatric practice convicted of forging COVID-19 immunization documents obtain proofs of vaccination from other health care providers. David Olson and Tiffany Cusack-Smith report on Newsday.com that the superintendents for the districts said this week they are awaiting information from a state investigation before deciding whether to reinstitute the requirements that could potentially exclude children from school. The moves came after parents in those districts, that's Miller Place and Rocky Point, and at least several others on Long Island, challenged schools' mandates that children with records from the pediatric practice provide further proof they are vaccinated against diseases like measles and hepatitis B, as required by state law. In some cases, attorneys threatened legal action against districts that did not reverse such policies. The Suffolk and Nassau Health Departments recommended that districts require additional vaccination records, including requiring a blood test. Wild Child Pediatric Healthcare in Amityville and its owner, Julie Devono, sold thousands of fake COVID-19 vaccine cards. The lawyer for Devono said that Devono, whose practice he said vaccinated up to 1,000 children a year, never falsified non-COVID-19 vaccination records, though. The Riverhead Central School District is joining a federal class action lawsuit against technology companies to pursue damages for the harm social media platforms have on adolescent mental health. Alec Lewis reports on RiverheadLocal.com that the Riverhead Board of Education Tuesday night authorized social media litigation against confidential parties and approved a contract with France Law Group, a California-based personal injury law firm, to represent the district and the district's counsel, Garcio and Garcio LLP. Riverhead School Board President Colin Palmer confirmed the district was joining the class action against major social media companies such as Facebook, Google, TikTok, Instagram, Roblox, Snapchat, and other affiliated people and companies. The lawsuit alleges the platforms are designed to addict children and teens, lack meaningful parental controls and other safeguards, and knowingly harm kids. France Law Group joined the litigation on behalf of other school districts earlier this year. More than half the states in the country have joined the lawsuit, including New York State. The district is not responsible for paying any money to France Law Group other than what is recovered in a settlement. The Sag Harbor Village Board, which is considering new legislation to address the affordable housing crisis, will hold a forum on the topic of affordable housing this coming Monday, December 18th at the Municipal Building, beginning at 5.30 p.m. Stephen J. Coates reports on 27East.com that representatives from the village's environmental consulting firm, Nelson Pope Voris, will be on hand to explain a draft planning study the firm completed for the village of Sag Harbor in October that recommends the creation of a floating zone that would allow the village to approve affordable housing developments anywhere in the village of Sag Harbor, 
provided they meet a list of requirements, including fitting into the surrounding neighborhood. An off-duty police officer who left his personal gun in a bathroom at the Eastport South Manor Junior Senior High School did not break state law when he brought the weapon onto school grounds. Suffolk District Attorney Raymond Tierney said yesterday, Janon Fisher and Nicholas Spangler report on Newsday.com that Officer David Sammartino, 47, who is also a school board member and a parent of two students at the school, left his personal weapon in the lavatory at about 6.30 p.m. on Monday during a special session of the school board, according to District Superintendent Joseph A. Stimel. In an interview Thursday, D.A. Tierney said the officer was exempt from a 2022 state law that forbids carrying firearms in sensitive places, including schools. Asked whether the officer's action in misplacing the gun, now under investigation by the County Police Department's Internal Affairs Bureau, was subject to prosecution, Tierney said, if we receive a referral, we would investigate it. However, Gerald Levine, an attorney specializing in New York firearms litigation, said Officer San Martino broke the law. Under federal law, you can't bring a gun into a school. He wasn't in the performance of his duties, Levine said. Other legal scholars were less certain San Martino broke the law. Off-duty and on-duty lines are blurry. Columbia professor Jeffrey A. Fagan, who specializes in Second Amendment issues, said he is liable for the gun offenses, but I doubt any prosecutor would actually bring charges. The town of Southampton is on the cusp of buying one of the two Pond Lane parcels of land in Southampton Village owned by the Paulson Family Foundation. The deal not only will preserve an additional 4.8 acres of open space on the Bucolic Lane in the heart of Southampton Village, it also will assure that a proposed parkland swap that was arranged in the New York State Legislature to allow for the placement of a $10 million algae harvester system to clean up Lake Agawad can come to fruition. Kaylin Riley reports on 27East.com that the fate of the other Paulson Foundation-owned piece of land at 153 Pond Lane remains up in the air, however, and with it, the fate of a plan that was introduced in August by the Lake Agawam Conservancy to expand Agawam Park by creating a vast public garden to be designed for free by world-renowned architect and landscape designer Peter Marino. The plan became controversial immediately at the point of its proposal this summer because it called for the complete closure of Pond Lane to vehicle traffic. Many residents have expressed opposition to the plan because it called for the closure of that road and it's a cherished thoroughfare in the village. Santa Claus isn't the only celebrity coming to town this holiday season. The iconic one-ton sleigh featured in the film Elf, complete with its Kringle 3000 jet engine and clausometer, is set to make its spirited return to New York City from its Suffolk County home on Sunday in honor of the film's 20th anniversary. If people have seen the movie, it's going to bring a smile to their face, said Larry Northcote, fire manager and volunteer firefighter with Halesite Volunteer Fire Department, located in the town of Huntington. The sleigh will temporarily leave the Halesite Firehouse around 8.30 a.m. on Sunday, receiving a VIP escort from New York State Police. It will travel through the Queens Midtown Tunnel. 
as developers line up in preparation for dozens of battery storage facilities across Long Island to replace a generation of small fossil-fueled power plants, they likely will face growing unease from residents about potential fire hazards and whether they're being provided enough information. Mark Harrington reports on Newsday.com that a list of proposed facilities that have signed up for grid connection through New York Independent System Operator shows developers eyeing sites from South Holden Quag to Far Rockaway, many at or near LIPA substations that house small power plants. All will require state and local approvals that sub-municipalities already are wary of providing. Southhold and Southampton have moratoriums on battery systems, and at least one other Long Island town is considering such a move. Battery storage plans are an important pillar in plans by state and LIPA to transition the electric grid to all green energy by 2040. The battery plants house structures packed with lithium-ion cells, which can store power to help stabilize the grid when wind and sun power are not available. The plants include sophisticated battery management and fire suppression systems that proponents say make them safe. Long Island already has two battery storage units, both rated at 5 megawatts and costing some $110 million, located near LIPA substations in Montauk and East Hampton. The East Hampton one, though, has been out of commission since May. This has been Long Island Local News on Long Island's only NPR station, WLIW-FM. I'm Michael Mackey.